You're listening to audio from Kingsway Christian Church. If you'd like to check out more resources or donate to this ministry, please visit kingswaychurch.org. Hey, everybody. Welcome to A Step Further. This is our weekly podcast for Kingsway Christian Church, where we take what we talked about on Sunday a step further. My name is Matt Nickerson. I'm your host for today. And I just want to say it was so good to be gathered together as a church. We had a little over 600 people there on Sunday, which is much smaller than, say, our attendance before all the quarantine and COVID hit. But still, it was fantastic to be together. Y'all had a bunch of energy and excitement. And if you're tuning into us and you're tuning in from somewhere else. You don't go to Kingsway. You don't call this home or you're just checking us out for the day. We're really glad you're tuning in. And uh, you could find our other podcast in your podcast store at Kingsway Christian Church Audio. Those are our sermons from Sunday. So I want to pick up where we talked and what we left off yesterday. We started a new series called Compelled. And I read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 14 to 15 where Paul says he is compelled by Christ's love. And uh, I told you that the word compel really means directed by. You know, you think about what's compelling to you, what gets you up in the morning, what gets you going when a certain subject or topic comes up, you just get excited and jazzed about it. And Paul is saying, look, we who are followers of Jesus Christ, we are moved, jazzed, excited, compelled. We get passionate about the love of Jesus Christ. It moves us and stirs us to live life differently than the world tells us to live life. Now, I say that because then where Paul goes with all that information is where I want to take you today. So we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 16. Paul says this, So, from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Okay, so this is cool stuff. Basically, what Paul has just said is when you're looking at other people, your neighbors, your coworkers, whoever it is, your spouse, don't look at them with a judgmental heart. We don't regard others from a worldly point of view. We used to judge Jesus. In other words, Paul himself, as I told you on Sunday, he used to crucify Christians. Now, okay, he didn't literally crucify, but he had people stoned and killed uh, for their faith in Jesus Christ. It's because he looked at Jesus. He thought Jesus made no sense. He thought the whole thing was just a cult, a bunch of rebel rousers causing problems for the Jews, and he needed to stomp it out. But then he came to know the real Jesus, and now he's saying, because I came to know the real Jesus, I don't even look at everybody else the way I used to look at them. So put the pieces of Paul's story together, and essentially he's encouraging you, he's encouraging me to stop standing in condemnation and in judgment over other people. If Christ's love is so compelling that Jesus died to save everybody, then stop living your life to condemn and to kill everybody with your tongue. Does that make sense? Instead, use your life to lead them to the one who loves them. All right, verse 17, he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All of this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. It's exactly the point that I was just making that Paul is building on, and I want to end with a challenge for you today. But here is what he's building to. What he's building to is he's saying, Look, you were saved. You were once lost, and now you aren't. So, there are others who are now lost, and hopefully, by God's grace, one day will not be. 
Recently, I was pondering about this person that I want to reach with the gospel. And so I was just kind of doing my homework and doing some research on them. And uh, I ended up at their social media page. And as I previewed their social media page, this loud voice of fear rang in my head because the loud voice of fear in my head said, this person is not at all like you. This person believes the exact opposite about how you believe the world. They see things the complete opposite. You take the hot button topics and they completely disagree with you. And then I thought to myself, how in the world am I going to get this person to know who God is? How am I going to get them to agree with me that these things are right and these other things are wrong? And then it was like the Spirit whispered to me, Matt, your job is not to convince people that their opinion or perspective on things is right or wrong. Your job is to present Jesus Christ crucified to people, raised from the dead to people, and let the Holy Spirit work on their hearts. It probably won't be one conversation. It probably will be many conversations over a long period of time, and you'll be just one person in the process. That's why Paul says at one point, not here, he says at one point, um, uh, Peter may plant a seed, Apollos may water it, Paul may help it grow, somebody else may prune or may uh, reap the harvest of it, somebody else may prune it and clean it up, somebody else may chase away the bugs or the weeds. It takes all kinds of people in a life partnering with God to see this ministry of reconciliation occur. But God has given us the ministry of reconciliation. Don't miss that. This is something that God has given us and called us to. Now, I'm almost to my challenge for you. I just want to keep walking through this. We've got just a couple more verses. Stick with me. Verse 19, God was reconciling the world to himself. We read that, verse 20. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Okay, so what he's saying is, you're an ambassador. What's an ambassador? An ambassador is somebody sent on behalf of God or on behalf of a king uh, to a group of people in order to do business for the king. So if you're an ambassador of God, then God has sent you two people on his behalf to do business for the king. And then here's the message, and he closes with this, and then I'll close with my challenge. Verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. In other words, what Paul is pleading, what Paul is reconciling, his message as he goes, when he's an ambassador, what he says to every single person is God loves you so much that he made his own son to become your sin so that in him you could be made new. So come home. I recently, I, I might have used this reference last week. Forgive me if I did. I'm getting older. I don't always remember things. But I listen, recently listened to this pastor, and he said uh, he was leading this gentleman. Uh, he's doing this big conference. The gentleman came up to him. He's leading him to the Lord. And the guy said, I just have one question. He said, yeah. He said, it's really hard for me to ask you this. And he's expecting he's committed some major crime. He said, if I come to Jesus, am I going to have to stop smoking pot? And the pastor said, I literally laughed. I, I chuckled out loud because I thought to myself, like, of all the big, deep things, this is the one you're bringing to me. And he looked at me. He said, look, brother. He said, uh, just come to Jesus. Just pursue Jesus. Just love Jesus. Just follow Jesus. Learn to trust Jesus. Jesus won't answer that question for you in due time. The guy is now a pastor serving a church and no longer smoking pot. And that came because this pastor started with reconciliation. You know what? Before we start getting into all the things that we disagree about, before we start getting into all the things that need to change and need to do wrong, you know what we need to start with? We need to start with you following Jesus, you loving Jesus, you understand that Jesus became sin so that you would have no sin, so that you could have God's righteousness. That's where we start. That's where you need to start. So 
my question, my challenge for you today, where or who is God asking you to be a minister of reconciliation to? If we're going to love God the way that others uh, uh, have loved us, if we're going to love God the way that God loved us, then we're going to have to go to others the way that God has sent others to us. So who in your life do you need to be a minister of reconciliation? Not condemnation, not judgment, but of love. We'll see you next week. God bless. Thank you.